Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. I think it's going to be actually decent weather today. It is. It's going to be 30 above. Oh my gosh, it's apocalyptic. For the day. For the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. You know, we take it a day at a time. It's not unlike addiction, Dr. Yeah, this is true. Our weather and, and addiction, one day at a time. Do you want to start singing? No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the offer, but, but uh, I appreciate uh, that you considered it for such a <laughs> very lengthy period of time. I gave it some thought. Good for you. So we are talking today about uh, the resistance, and I don't mean that from a Star Wars standpoint. Star Trek. Isn't there the resistance in Star Wars? Oh, I thought you meant about being a Borg in Star Trek. I did not at all. Being futile. I sure did not. No nope. futile. Stop it. I meant it from the fact of what is that part of your brain? Seth Godin calls it the lizard brain. You know, that fight or flight part, the the part that ties us back to the cave people. What is that part of your brain that keeps you from living your best life if you want to be Oprah Winfrey or keeps you from pursuing your highest calling or from being the best version of yourself? Because we all have that thing. Yep. Do you know what yours is? I'm going to put mine into the comments so that I can mm, get some things started. I think I have so started. many. I don't... Well, go ahead and say whatever you think. What, what stops me? Yeah. Uh, mostly it's fear. Okay. Fear of what? Um, well, saying fear of the unknown is dramatic. Maybe fear of, fear of failure. Yep. Making an ass of yourself. Um, it not working. Mm, yep. Then you just feel pants. That doesn't make any sense. Well, Could you feel you? bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to type, you know. So here's what I would say, and I'm putting it into the comments so that it shows up. Um, oh, there you go. Wait, stop now. Okay. Not you. I, I wasn't know. talking to you. Uh, so that it shows up. Because I want you, we want you to actually comment on what this is. What is your, the big hang up for you? So mine is really, what if I'm not as amazing as I think I am, as I hope I am? Which is a little bit fear of failure, but in some ways it's it's, it's, it's different than that because- Well, you've made it very precise. Yeah. I mean, I have failed a million times and been fine. I'm not particularly afraid of failure. I don't love it but I can live through it. Um, but what if I'm just regular? That really is my great fear. And so I think I keep myself small because it serves me by never being able to actually definitively answer the question. Better to hope it than to find out that it's not true. So mm. that's my question. That's my answer. What is yours? What's your hang-up for not living your true purpose? And we're asking this because of this book called The War of Art by a man named Stephen Pressfield, who's a fiction writer. I don't know his work, but he talks 
about um, in this, there's a whole series of reasons that he thinks the resistance is uh, sort of winning in our lives. It's impersonal, it's implacable, it's insidious, it's internal, it's invisible. Apparently he only uses I words. Um, it plays for keeps, it never sleeps. It oh, he, he it, too. Yeah, that's true, fueled by fear. But this is the one that I thought was really interesting. Procrastination is the most common manifestation of resistance because it's the easiest to rationalize. We don't tell ourselves, I'm never going to write my symphony. Instead, we say, I am going to write my symphony. I'm just going to start it tomorrow. How often do you find yourself saying, oh yeah, I will start the diet tomorrow. I will stop drinking tomorrow. I will pay off my credit card this month and then not shop next month. I will fill in the blank. We all yeah. do it. You do it um, in really interesting ways because you and I are very different in this way. And I didn't realize that I might be the anomaly to this. When I have a thought, I almost always act on it. If somebody sends me an email, 9.99% out of 10 times, I don't think I needed a percent there, but you know what I mean. I will answer right then. I answer texts immediately. I respond to things in the moment because if I don't, they live on my head and they irritate me. And I kind of don't understand why people don't all do that. I've never written an email and put it into that middle folder, kind of the limbo of email where you can go back and revise before you send it. I don't, I don't even understand what that means. Send the email. Now, sometimes I get myself in trouble because I send something off. It's too abrupt. It's too aggressive. It's too whatever. And somebody writes back and says, you know, that hurt my feelings or whatever they say. Uh, but mostly it takes care of it and then the situation is done. But you don't really operate like that. I don't. How do you operate, Dr. Mary? I ponder. Mm -hmm. You've maybe heard me say when we first started grocery shopping together, I would say to him, go find whatever meat you want for supper. And I would go back to the meat section, sadly. And Dr. Mary would be there um, pondering. pondering. And I would say, just buy some meat. Yeah, I'm going to think about it. You're going to think about a pork chop? Well, buy the damn oh, pork no, chop. Well, it could be a bit of beef. You know. it, it just, it's nonsensical to me. Um, it just does not make any, any, any sense to me. Make a decision. Make it quickly. Move forward. You want to write? Sit down right now and write. Just do it. If it's terrible, who cares? You're not live streaming it. Just do it. You want to stop drinking? I'm not talking about chronic addicts because that is different. No, you want to reduce your yes, if you can be higher than average consumption. If you're somebody who's just concerned about your drinking, just put the damn glass down. Just do it. I it really is that easy and that terrible because it's not easy at all. So while you are all thinking about this answer, it's very sad to me that no one's responding, trying not to take it personally. While you are thinking about your answers, talk about what we went and did last week, Dr. Mary. Last week, we went and talked at the Moorhead Rotary Club. Now, I don't know if it's the only Rotary I don't, it Club. It doesn't matter. But a Rotary Club based out of Moorhead, Minnesota. 
and we gave our little um, introduction to how we started this journey with Daily Dose. We read our first inserts that we published in the Fargo Forum newspaper and addressed them and said, this is, you know, this is how we started our journey and how we, we just talked about how we've progressed since then. And why? Why we did it. Mm -hmm. Because who cares how we did it? We just wrote and hit send. That's really all we did. Why we did it, as we've talked about with you a lot, was just this idea of desperately feeling like we had a story to tell that other people might relate to. We had no way of knowing how many people would yeah, relate. And it's, it's actually been quite eye-opening, actually. Yeah, it has. And it speaks to that very same thing. You shocked me when I came to you and asked you if we could do this initially, this nine-part series in February of 2020. You shocked me because you said yes. And then you did it, which is so not who you are. Yeah. So that's how I knew it was a legit serious thing to do because Maz not only said yes, but acted on it. That is for me um, one of those signs that if he agrees with me and does it, then I know we are absolutely going in the right direction because he's not an impetuous, quick to act, quick to move person. So um, how did it feel? Because this was the first time we've done this. Obviously we're on Daily Dose now twice a week. Obviously we were in the forum, we do all these videos. We've, I went to Recovery Reinvented, all these things, but we've not done a presentation ever. So how did it feel for you? It was interesting. Um, it wasn't that scary. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I talk in front of people for a living, but I was worried it was going to be too personal to talk about this in a in a large, a relatively large group in a of room of people. Yeah, but you know, it, it wasn't that bad. Mm. That's good. I mean, the, I, they were there to listen to us. If they were there to judge us, they certainly didn't. But then, you know, doing something like this and um, progressing through going to AA meetings, you you learn how to. I mean, you don't get thick skinned or anything like that. It's not really like that. You learn to judge yourself. And mm. if you can judge yourself, you can you can take someone else's judgment better. Because if there's it's not even a criticism, it's a point of view at that point, because everyone in that room is the same. They were there to learn. So they weren't being judgy. They actually asked very, very interesting and compelling mm -hmm. questions. They didn't yeah. stand up and smite us or anything like that. So I kind of knew that I was going to happen. groups that smite. <laughs> Smiting is the worst. I know, I'm teasing you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It, uh -huh. it, I, I knew going in it wasn't going to be like an, an inquisition. Yes, yes. That, that, you know, service clubs have to have programs every week. So we were just another program. And actually that goes back to why would you procrastinate and not do anything or procrastinate? I was going to say procrastinate. Or why would you make up a word? Uh -huh. It's fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I still I still have fear of being judged, but I know there are places where there are you can, you you are not judged, and the more people that remember and actually grow to respect what you are, the less judgment there is, and the the, the only way to get that is to actually put yourself forward and say, you know what, this is me. I'm completely flawed, but this is me. Yeah, and judge away. First of all, think of all the times you judge people. Now, I think I probably judge people, 
I don't know, on a power of 100 compared to average people, I'm very judgy. And it's often not lasting judgment, but I judge, you know, I notice shoes, hair, makeup, lipstick, purses, bedazzled jeans, whatever. I just notice yes. stuff and have an opinion on it, which uh, makes me judgy. As a side note, after 20 years of, of um, very good tutelage, I now judge shoes. <laughs> Anyway, I'm very judgy. Who cares? First of all, I rarely share that judgment with people because unless somebody asks, I try not to do that. But who cares if somebody judges you? Why would you give somebody else power well, over true. your story and your existence because they might judge you? I'm bringing you onto camera, Dr. Mary. Um, otherwise, you look like Van Gogh and no ear. Uh, so just stop, stop worrying about whatever it is that's keeping you from moving forward. Cause we all have it. I'm going to post mine again. Cause again, I'm the only one who got brave. What if I'm not as amazing as I think I am or as I hope I am? What if I'm not? Oh, here comes. And Bonnie Bowman, I have to know. What she thinks of bedazzled jeans. Yes, we all think bedazzled jeans are lame. I'm sorry if you're wearing them and I'm judging you right out loud. They're lame. You should stop wearing them. There's nothing good about them. Mother, that didn't at all answer the question, but thank you for that. Um, I think there is real value in just owning what you're afraid of. Apparently, unless it's bedazzled jeans. Unless it's apparently, bedazzled, yeah. yes. Own what you're afraid of, admit it, and then set it down. Set it down because it's only keeping you small. And I, who's got time for small Actually, anymore? That, that is the main reason why people are afraid to address how much they drink. Yep. They're afraid to know the answer. It actually goes back to one of the, I've talked about this quite a few times, but I think it fits into here. One of the most eye-opening things we did was we were just given a standard, mm how much do you drink test and they gave it to us we did it and they ripped it up in front of us gave us another one said do it again and don't lie and then when we finished it they said read through it again and double it now you're getting close to the truth it's the fear even if you're in a rehab center right at the start of that process you actually are afraid to admit where you actually are because it's scary and if it's not scary then there's some kind of shame attached to it. And I will give you the most basic of examples. Go get a new driver's license and tell them how much you actually weigh. Yes. Nobody's honest on their driver's license. We all put the weight we wish we were because we think, I'll get back to that. If we all just lived in some sort of baseline truth, then things might be very, very different. And we would certainly live more intentionally into who we want to be and who we are meant to be. And that's putting down outside substances, that's putting down fear, that's putting down um, other people's opinions of you, all the things that keep you from living the way you want to live. So um, the war of art takes about 20 minutes to read. It's super fast because of pages like this. See, it's little text, lots of white space. That's it. Little text, lots of white space. So if you're interested in it, you don't have to be an artist to take something from it. It really is just sort of the war of life. 
How do you live when everything is pushing in on you to keep you from living your best life? All right. Have a great day. We're pre-recording Thursday's conversation. I'm sorry to say, because I've got an 8 a.m. meeting, but it's with our friend Sandra McCutcheon. We talked about Sandra before the holidays. Sandra's from Scotland. So if you're thinking, oh, I bet she has a great accent. She does. But, 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 but we're not bringing her on for her accent. We're bringing her on for her content, mm. which is all around mindfulness, which is something that people tend to focus on at the beginning of the year, and then it kind of peters out. We're hoping Sandra can give us some tips and tricks for staying mindful. So we'll see you at a pre-record on Thursday, and we'll be back here live next week. Um, Have a good one. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.